What's going on, citizens? I am your V podcaster host, Jay Starks, and welcome to the Bingo Book Podcast. Uh, you are now joining us for our seventh episode, and we appreciate you being here on our journey as we go on to, you know, our returning BOMAP members. If you are in the live chat comment section for our YouTube page, or if you're listening directly from streams, uh, you know, wherever you may get your BBP podcast from, we appreciate you. All right. So, of course, um, you know, we want to start off today by talking about the animes that we will be reviewing. But I think I have to head to my office first before we can get into those discussions. Let's let's uh, let's dip, shall we? <laughs> ah, yes, yes, yes. This is uh, this is more like it. <laughs> Okay, well, let's go ahead and go over our slates for today. So this is our winter 2022 anime discussion for our Saturday episode. Uh, we also have an episode that runs on Wednesday as well, both days starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but, you know, on today's slate, we have Requiem of the Rose King. Eh, good, good. The Strongest Sage with the Weakest Crest. Orient, the case study of Anitez, Arefureta, from Common Place to World's Strongest, and lastly, the Orbital Children. Okay, so if you are new here, uh, you know, there are three key factors that I use whenever I'm reviewing animes, and that is animation, story progression, and dialogue. Now, you know, pretty self-explanatory animation, how fluid the movements are, um, you know, how good is the art, uh, you know, everything kind of combined in that. I look at that as the animation element. Then your story progression would be the pace of the story. You know, how well is the story moving from point A to point Z? And then lastly, the dialogue, which is you know, the 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 conversations that are had by the characters, um, you know, the personalities, the uh, richness of the information being provided to us, the viewers. So all of those three things, I think, are uh, very important factors when it comes down to reviewing animes. And then, of course, we have our rating ceiling. So if you look up, you will see the the beautiful uh, rainbow color, the assorted of colors up there. And so we range from one through seven, one being the worst, two being terrible, three not good, four the middle, five good, six great, and seven is the best. Okay. Now that we got that out the way, hey, we got Kepi in the chat. What's up, Kepi? Bo mad? Hey, I love it. You love to see it, right? <laughs> All right, so let's get into our first uh, show, which is uh, boom. Oh no! Wait a minute. <laughs> I forgot to change the cards out. <laughs> the, when when disaster strikes, right? <laughs> okay, I can freestyle this. This is that's not a problem. I can definitely freestyle this. This is. This this works. This works out. We can make we can make do. I got this. <laughs> so we have our 
uh, first anime, which is Requiem of the Rose King, episode four, which is I'm afraid I'm going to lose the answers I've gotten and everything else. Now, Requiem of the Rose King is a really unique anime because it has this darkness to it as you're seeing this character, Richard, who's, you know, seemingly cursed with having um, uh, the body uh, or being, you know, I guess you could say treated like a man uh, and and raised like, like a boy, but having the body of a woman. And these conflicts of him wanting to, um, you know, be this, you know, great subordinate to his father and uh, aiding him in trying to become the king. So he wants to be kind of like that right hand strength. And because of his body being so, uh, you know, not being as masculine and being able to, you know, no matter how much Richard trained or whatnot, he just couldn't bulk up and get bigger. And so he felt like he was cursed. And so, um, you're seeing this kind of development over the course of time. Um, however, he's still a magnificent, uh, I guess you could say knight or um, warrior. I mean, there's a lot of different words that you could use for that. But, um, you know, Richard still gets down when it comes to on the battlefield. And um, in this plight of Richard trying to find um, themselves, they start to realize like, wow, like I'm, I'm, I'm having feelings for a specific person and I really like them a lot. But if, if I start liking this person, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to throw away the things that I thought were true at first. And that means like, you know, nobody will ever love me. The only thing that I need is the battlefield. So I, you know, as long as I'm able to see blood and and you know take other people out that dare go against the crown, um, then I'm then that's what I'm willing to do. But the the idea that someone would be willing to accept them for who they are, you know, is got totally blew Richard off the you know off the bandwagon. I guess you could say, and so. Uh, you know, I think a lot of us can really, um, you know, empathize with Richard with what he's going through because, you know, I mean, someone like like myself, I I, I will be honest, you know, me being a Capricorn and kind of always being about the plan, like it's always about the plan. I have to make sure that I have things sorted out so that I can follow through, and I know that this 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 path that I'm going. Is something that's well thrown out, right? Well, entering into relationships, you know, if any, if there's something like an inkling of feeling that makes me feel like this isn't uh, certain, like a sure thing, then I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want to keep that thing away from me with a ten foot pole. I can't. I can't do it. I, I just can't. I can't. And so, um, you know, I, I think there are some people that might you know, understand uh, being in the same circumstances that where, you know, your own passions or your circumstances sometimes deter you from being in a relationship with somebody else because, you know, maybe uh, you feel like you're not ready because, you know, you want to work a little bit more, work on your career. Uh, You know, maybe, uh, you know, 
you're not, you know, you're thinking about family and, you know, you're not ready for kids and you, you, you know, in conversations with this person, they really want to have kids soon and you don't feel like you're in that place of mind. But here's the, the difference is, is that despite all of those different things, you know that that person is good for you. Like deep down in your soul, in your heart, whatever uh, analogy you want to use, you know, you know that that person is good for you. And yet you still find a way to kind of push that person away from you. And that's exactly what, you know, Richard is is um, experiencing and, and what he does uh, in dealing with good old Henry, Henry the, the sixth. And so, so yeah, that, I think that's, it's crazy to see that dynamic. Uh, and that's, you know, I, I, I feel like that's the, the best dragging point about this anime so far is just kind of seeing that strife that Richard is going through and developing themselves and kind of figuring out like, you know, their pursuit, like really their pursuit of happiness. Like how can I find happiness? Because I feel like my, you know, my uh, childhood and young adulthood has mostly been nothing but, you know, bad times and experiences. Okay. Uh, animation for this episode was good. You know, there wasn't any over-the-top fighting scenes or anything like that, but, you know, it flowed pretty smoothly. Um, and it kind of ties into the story progression, which I thought was good as well. Um, but the only thing I have an issue with is the shiftiness of the scenes. And that's, I think people that are watching this anime, they're going to, they're going to see like, you know, and I've kind of said this in previous episodes that, um, Recommend of the Rose King, they have a lot of jump scenes where they go from one spot, they'll have like a kind of like a silhouette still shot. And then it's supposed to be, um, a picture narrative that you know just with this screenshot only you should be able to kind of understand what's happening next in the future but they jump so far ahead um with these scenes that you kind of like wait what like we went from here to here like like this doesn't make any sense you know but i will say that um going to the dialogue which i also thought was really good for this episode as well um it kind of because the dialogue is so good and captivating that you kind of just say, okay, you know what? I can ignore the shiftiness and the story and the pace. And I'm willing to just go ahead and say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm still here looking at this anime. I want to see the next episode and, and that's fine. And, you know, that's the good with the bad that happens sometimes when it comes down to uh, animations that, um, you know, they, have to cut so much stuff out, you know, and, you know, that'd be the director or the writer or just the team. And they may feel that, Hey, if we're going to tell a cohesive story uh, or what we deem to be a cohesive story in this adaptation from a manga to an anime, then, you know, if it's 12 episodes, then we're going to have to like really grind it down um, to where it, it, we're able to fit as much as we can, uh, for for the better, like the, the the end goal for it all to kind of make sense. So in that pursuit, you lose a lot of the meat of the story that, or I should say like the meat, but the meat is usually there. It's just those smaller pieces that are cut nice and, you know, nice and finely that uh, 
have like certain details that are missing from it. And so it's, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I, I get what happened, but because this didn't actually happen in the animation, you know, it doesn't make complete sense. You know, I just, it just, but you know, through your own imagination, you're able to say, okay, I, I, I understand. I understand where it's going. Okay. And we have our next anime, which is The Strongest Sage with the Weakest Crest. That is episode five, The Strongest Sage Makes Allies. And, you know, that wasn't, uh, you know, I just kind of thinking about personal experiences that I could pull from this. But, you know, when you, <laughs> when you have this uh, mage, you know, magic type of thing. Like, you know, I, I have not been enlisted in the uh, Hogwarts Academy, so I, I really don't have, <laughs> I don't have any, you know, experience with magic like that. So kind of hard to kind of pull from that. But uh, the animation was good. Story progression was good as well. And the, the dialogue was really the part that, you know, I wasn't that satisfied with. And I'm in the middle for the dialogue on, uh, episode five of the strongest sage with the weakest crest. And I think mainly because like now the comedy bits were really funny, like, especially with Iris, who is this, um, transformed dragon that now has become a, you know, human that's in human form. And she's trying to pilot this human body for the first time. Uh, and you kind of get to see, you know, how it, you know, someone, a foreign creature that's in a human form, like trying to like will this body and not truly understand how to manage their power, you know, walk speed, running, you know, things like that. So that those comedy bits have been really enjoyable to watch. But the dialogue itself is very lackluster in a generic feeling, I would say. Like, you know, there's um, moments where, you know, it's kind of like, man, like this is the way that they're running with this this anime. Like, it just feels like a run of the mill, like any other um, MMO type of anime that you've seen before. But it just doesn't have that nice luster. Like, if you think of something um, close to Sword Art Online, for example, you know, when that anime came out, I mean, it shocked the world. You know, it was it was a a, a breath of fresh air, and it's not to say that. Uh, animes before it didn't try to do because I, if I, if memory serves me correctly, there were some that tried to have this um, multi, massive multiplayer online experience tied into the anime, but it just wasn't Sword Art Online. It just wasn't that, you know. And the thing about this specific anime is even though the characters um, are, I like the characters that have, we've been shown so far, but Mateus, he is so strong in OD and we're, even though we're getting to see him develop and become stronger, he's already like, like just, you know, ridiculously uh, powerful. And so you don't get to see that struggle for coming, like coming of age and, and trying to get stronger like you do in something like sword art online. So, it's it's really hard for them to have a lot of room to make these characters feel like, you know, 
they they can do these new things and you'd be enjoying it because you know every episode that you see it now is like okay yeah <laughs> Mateus is super strong so we expect these things and nothing is really blowing you out of the water so i think because of the the tone is set so high like that it makes it hard for you to uh, enjoy the story progression uh or i should say dialogue uh, you know in this episode because of you know all this generic feeling because there's not that much room that they can go to make this an impactful um uh episode or or even anime as a whole and i'm, I'm kind of thinking that's what's going to happen um, as we go forward in the future is you know how can you wow the viewers um, if everything that is going to be done is, you know, kind of expected, you know, so I think that's going to be the hurdle that the strongest sage with the weakest crest is going to have to jump. And, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. Okay. We are on to our third anime, which is Orient episode five called Choosing Tomorrow choosing tomorrow now i really got a bone to pick with with orient this you know i we we are trying to be as uh objective as possible when it comes down to reviewing anime but my honesty i gotta say watching orient is the hardest thing to do <laughs> it's really really bad I, I'm, I'm just sorry it's just it's just not good you know and that's where I'm, I'm rating the animation not good the scenes were not making sense at all there was one particular scene where you had um uh you know this uh girl character who was you know you know showed her her kind of like her uh, massive strength, you know, massive showcase of power, and she was going up against someone else that was strong, and she defeated that person, but because she was in this situation where there was another monster nearby, and it was going to start uh, destroying this castle that they were staying at, that she kind of had to accept that, hey, this is my fate, I'm probably going to die here because I don't have like me trying to run away from this situation. I don't have enough time. So I'm just going to accept my death at this point. And in this, in this, in this, in that moment, as you're seeing her kind of like, Hey, you know, it's, it is what it is. I accept this. If this is how I'm, I'm going to go out in this world. And I, at least I was able to save the villagers. So when you look at the cutscene when it goes to the villagers, they are located like downhill. So think of a castle that's on top of a hill. And at the bottom, it's like this spiraling road that goes down the hill, like around around the hill and down the hill. And um, you can see the villagers walking down those that path. Well, <laughs> this is how bad the animation is, is that when uh, they were about to get toppled by this monster that was going to crush the castle, literally the animation flipped and you saw the um the hill that the or i should say the the path the road that the villagers were walking was on top of the castle like it was on top so i, I guess you could make a case that okay the monster that 
crushed the castle, crushed it so bad that it crushed it into the ground so far, and the 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 path that they were walking down was rising. Or I shouldn't say rising, but the middle part sunk in and the outside stayed as it is. And it's just like, no, like that. That makes absolutely no sense. It, it doesn't, you know, like, because if that was the case, then that would mean that the road would get trampled too, and it didn't. So that, it was just bad. It was that, that was just a really bad thing. And I, I don't know what they were thinking with that. <laughs> uh, story progression, it was, it's terrible. The story progression is so terrible. I mean, you have this young lady, Sagumi, who, you know, I mean, I think the the um, the feeling that you get from what she's experiencing, what she went through, she had a, a bigger sister who, you know, she really looked up to. And her bigger sister was like this protector who, you know, did anything and everything to protect her and the villagers that live within this society. Well, the band leader, the person that leads, you know, this whole um, castle, this whole town of villagers, uh, he was a, a very possessive, you know, do what I say type of guy. And he kind of wouldn't accept no for an answer. But if you did, if 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 you did, you know, kind of go up against his will, then he would pretty much throw you out of the castle and tell you not to return or uh, he may jail you. And, you know, it, there could be consequences for members that are tied to your family within this village. And so because of that, a lot of the villagers were very scared and frightened um, to really go up against him. And so you've seen this relationship between Sagumi and this uh, very manipulative, um, you know, headstrong guy who would pretty much say, hey, like, Sugumi, you're worthless. You're, you're you're nothing without me. And, you know, just all of these mean things. But Sugumi, because of her being, you know, very young and, and not wanting to be alone and also losing her big sister, you know, she felt um, uh, tied to this guy and believed that he would protect her and save the village. And he pretty, she pretty much did whatever he said. Well, you know, so in that, it's like, okay, like, I'm with you, you know, I'm with you on this because, you know, unfortunately, there are bad people out there like that. And I think the other flip side of it that is unfortunate is even like how bad that is. I mean, let's just be honest. People love drama, you know, and, you know, for better or worse, that actually makes you know, good for TV and stuff like that. I mean, drama makes TV go, you know? And so when it's no different for anime. When you see this horrendous thing and, you know, you want to see the good guy come out on top, you know, especially with someone as horrendous as this dude was, um, you know, it's easy to, you know, say, hey, like, we, we want to see the good guys come out on top. The problem in this story progression is, for one, they kind of dragged this thing out, but then two, they came, they literally like come out of nowhere showing us this relationship and it doesn't make any sense. It's like, okay, like we, 
we visit this we we uh visit a spot to get something to drink and then next thing you know we have this girl that tries to uh take our money steal our bike and then she welcomes us with open arms to this castle and oh by the way she's being abused like what <laughs> I just I can't get with that. Like it just it didn't make sense to me at all. It's like just throwing all this stuff together, but you know, to kind of jerk at your heart. But it's it's hard to take. You know, it's hard for me to feel bad when the story uh, or you know, it's, it's just not fluid. It's just not that good. You know, and same thing with the dialogue. You know, the way that they kind of recycled a lot of lines um, and 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 trying to kind of push on the um the abusiveness part portion of it i just i was like okay get me out of here <laughs> get me out of here so i said you know as a whole this this episode was terrible and i would say that if there was ever an episode in the anime that screamed run <laughs> run the other way like don't even come close to this anime i i i'm you know i'm sad to say but this will probably be be that episode you know and i'm it's 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 hard as hard as it is you know i just gotta keep it real like watching orient has been one of my deepest struggles it cuts it cuts when i when i look at my my app and I scroll and I say, oh, I got to watch this. I immediately get sad. And I, I got to boost myself up and say, okay, I got to watch a, a really good anime before it and a really good anime after it to bring my spirits back up. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Okay. Then uh, we move on to our next anime, which is the case study of Anitez, episode 16 the beast now what's really interesting about um the case study of Vanitas, and i you know may have said this before is they had like to introduce a lot of elements that you would possibly see in a country like france because that's where a lot of this environmental wise is based out of and so you see um special you know things that People may take for granted, uh, but I think that is really interesting. So um, you had a character that was playing an organ instrument. So if, you know, anybody knows about the organ, it's just like this. Uh, it looks like a piano in the front or sets of pianos. And then it has these long pipes that are like coming out like the top of uh, the bass. And, you know, of course, these pipes blow out, you know, the sound. And, you know, they're manipulated a certain way, you know, as far as like how um, hollow they are or how uh, I'm sure it has a lot to do with the width um, size of those those pipes. Um, and, you know, I, not to get too technical into it, but uh, the organ is one of those instruments that when you think about vampires or um, just those those moments in time where you're trying to get this eerie, scary type of feeling. Um, the organ is probably one of the main instruments that you hear uh, as far as sound goes, you know, in, in those type of properties. So the fact that 
they're trying to get across a certain feeling and they have, a, you know, an instrument like the organ being played, I think it's really, really cool, you know? And to my uh, surprise, there's actually a lot of different organs. Like there's uh, like an electric organ, a classical organ. I mean, there's a lot of different types that uh, do different things, you know? And of course, you know, as technology advances, things go on, they try to make things uh, a little easier or find unique ways to make the instrument sound more unique. So yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool that they, we got to see that uh, an organ instrument in this, in this episode. And that was really cool. Um, so animation, I mean, it should not be any surprise, especially anyone that's been following me that I love this anime and the animation is great. The fighting scenes that we got to see, it wasn't like really hardcore fighting scenes. I think we're getting to a point where possibly the next episode, we'll see a little bit more action going down. Um, but, you know, the things that we did get to see so far, uh, it looked really good. You know, it looked smooth and I, I enjoyed that. The story progression is great. I mean, they, one thing I can say that the case study of Benitez falls nothing short from a really good story. Like if you're looking for something that's enjoyable and uh, especially if you like vampires, um, this is going to fill that void for you uh, because it, it kind of teeters between the relationship between vampires and humans. But you know, when you, that's what I love about anime so much is that, you know, in live action, you're limited, you know, you have so many things that, you know, keep you from exploring other things that can make that a great show, which whether it be budget, um, maybe the casting, when you talk about the, the actors on the set, uh, the time, because, you know, you have a certain amount of time that you have to get things done. And I mean, make no mistake about it. They have, um, you know, anime studios have times uh, where they have to, get certain things done and, and things like that. But just the imagination and, and the creativity that you get with art, I mean, it just, it's just unreal. And I think that's why I love anime so much. Uh, the dialogue was great. There was, you know, some, a few scenes uh, in this episode that I really, really enjoyed. And they kind of showed the the deepness of, um, these characters. So there's a character named Jean Jacques or Jacques John. I guess it could go different different ways, but he, um, you know, poisoned one of the characters named Noe. Now Noe has a special ability where he's able to, you know, he's a vampire and he can drink the blood of another vampire, and he can like look into their memories, like go all the way to the past of their memories and, you know, from their childhood to more recent. And so that's what makes no way very special. And so um, there was a scene where Jean had poisoned him, um, you know, or his, his food that he had uh, gave him earlier. And he started to, no way started to lose focus. So he, uh, ends up wobbling over the place like oh what did you you know what did you do to the food and he says you know i you know i really don't want to hurt you um but i you know if there's anybody uh out there that i would love for them to remember us and when he says us he's talking about himself and chloe 
He says, it would be you. He's like, so I want you to just stay in this room like a good boy and, you know, uh, sleep it off, basically. This this uh, poison, I guess you say. I would probably wouldn't say poison. It's more like a, a paralysis sleep medicine, I guess you could say. And uh, before he like kind of like throws him off of him, he uh, claws his arm and he has like blood drenching from his hand and he, you know, lip, puts his arm over Noe's mouth and says, hey, I'm sorry that I got to make you do this, but, you know, I want you to know. And so he makes Noe drink the blood and you get to see these uh, assorted memories of like what John uh, went through and how he eventually met Chloe when he was younger. And it was just such a cool like experience. It's like little moments like that were what make this anime so awesome because you see this relationship between two guys that have different personalities and you don't really, you come to, to see that, oh, like they could be pretty good friends. I, I think they could be really good friends. Uh, and then, you know, tragedy kind of comes around the corner and he's distancing himself from uh, Noe that he probably would felt like would be a good friend, you know. Um, but it kind of goes back to the the previous episode or maybe two episodes before where Chloe was saying, you know, I want John to experience at least one friend like he deserves that much, you know, aside from just being, you know, there for me. And so I thought like this episode was just so good because you can see the multi layers between behind Chloe and how much thought she put into uh, people that she cared about and stuff like that. Now, you know, is, is there a darker side to her pot? You know, you, we don't know. It's, it's hard to really say. Okay. Then we have our next episode which is Are Fudeta from Commonplace to World's Strongest Episode 17. And the title was called Reunion. And you know it if if you and when you see the the word reunion, you pretty much know that hey, it's gonna be a gathering of people that have met before and they're gonna meet it, re reunite, re, you know, find each other again some way, somehow. And that's exactly what this episode was about and you know i kind of recently experienced uh, a reunion so to speak but not not in physical form right one of my best friends uh he had somewhat of a a, a mental emergency you know and he really needed to talk to someone and you know that was this past uh tuesday i want to say and you know, I had a, a a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff. I mean, I always have a lot of stuff going on, <laughs> which I'm sure people can relate to that, like feeling like you're forever busy. Uh, but truly, you know, just, you know, things just on, on the plate. And so when my friend called and I hadn't, you know, spoke to him in a while and, you know, he kind of laid it out to me like, hey, I'm going through some tough times and, you know, just want to let you know what's going on and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, it was, you know, when someone uh, puts, you know, their stress, I guess you could say, on you, I mean, you feel it because especially if you care about that person. But it's one of those things where it's like, like, I want to be that, uh, that 
that absorbing energy that can take on some of that for you uh and hope hopefully ease the burden a little bit you know and so i feel like these characters and all their food they time they do that uh amongst themselves very much too and so it's something that i really like to see uh, so the episode was good as far as the animation goes um we got to see i think the scene where they were moving in or there was lava that was being kind of enveloping the location that they were in and they found uh, a mechanism to get out of this lava pit that protected them from from not getting you know pretty much burned to death uh but hajime being the g that he is decided hey i have this great idea we're gonna swim through the lava and they're kind of you know the his 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 girls that are supporting him looking at him like wait what we're gonna swim through this and he see you know he says yeah like i, I think we can do this and i made some adjustments to this ship that we, that i have and I, I think that you know we'll be able to reach uh, a sea line and um you know escape out of this unscathed and so, of course, you know, this plan works out, you know, just like he thought it would. And but to see the animation go from like this lava pit and it's like bubbling and brewing, and then you get to this waterfront where, you know, it kind of burst out of the water. And then now they're on the the their sea level, like they rise to the top, you know, because of the buoyancy of the, the ship that they're on. That was great animation. Like, you know, people may not look at little stuff like that, but me, like, I enjoy to watch, like, you know, just great art like that and how good it looked. Story progression. Story progression was good. You know, they're, um, you know, moving the story along pretty well. Although I will say I was, it, I was cut. Ca- confused a little bit because we are now in a totally different location and you know if you know hajime he is kind of like a um uh, an adventurer like a part of like an adventurer's guild so he takes on jobs to get paid and you know but along these jobs you know he may have his own um goals of getting magic um, gaining spells, um, talismans, you know, relics, you know, there's so many different things that could be, that he could be looking for, uh, in his pursuit of, of taking on these jobs, but he's saving other people as well. And so he took a job prior to this. So, you know, it makes me think that there, the story is always going to find its way kind of back around where you were at one location before, but you're going to end up going to another location, but don't worry. Like the previous location is going to come back at some point. It's going to tie the story back in. So I think I'm a little confused by like, how did we leave one um, adventure mission? And now we're like on a whole nother mission, I guess you could say, Uh, but you know, you know, you take the good with the bad. It's not, you know, that's not, it wasn't something I felt like, Oh, I got to deduct a whole bunch of points from, you know? So yeah, this was a, a good episode, you know, nothing over the top. Um, but we definitely have to talk about the wholesomeness of Mew, uh, you know, falling from the sky, you know, from, you know, being riding, I guess you could say her dragon 
sister <laughs> so she's falling from the sky and she says papa you know and next thing you know you hear hajime screaming like mew like you know he's worried about her falling from the sky he gets levitated up and he hugs her like out of the air and you know it just it's just so wholesome you just that you gotta love seeing scenes like that i i enjoyed that okay so now we have our last episode review, and that is for the Orbital Children, episode two, and it's called Mist in Darkness. Now, you know, I said this before in episode one, but I highly recommend this anime to anyone to watch, especially if you are a someone that enjoys um like outer space, uh, you know, tech, you know, anything kind of like encompassing that world. So, you know, Star Wars fans, I can see them enjoying an anime like this. Now, of course, it doesn't have like the, uh, you know, lightsabers and action and all that stuff. Like, no, this is kind of minus that. But I, what I say is the the futuristic thoughts that went into creating this title just mind-blowing mind-blowing it just makes me think like i really believe that there could be a future where we'll have some of these um uh devices you know in in our future you know and, and like i think i said this in the last episode where um Im Im imagine your hand being like an iphone like your actual physical hand being like an iPhone and you can touch your hand and you can scroll to different apps and stuff like that. Like I can honestly see that happening. Like maybe there's some glossy um, finish that can be like slid over your hand and you can make that into like your like kind of like a iPhone glove or something. I can see that happening for sure. Um, but this episode, uh, I think the major thing that I got from it is you know, you see these children that are going through this uh, perilous moment where the space station that they're on is that it's pretty much lost power. They don't have any access to the Internet. So anything that's communicating, you know, to their you know support team or to the, you know, to Earth, um, you know, or any bystanders in, in outer space, they can't make that communication. And so. You see them in this environment in this in, you know in the outer space where it's freezing cold. Is you know it's, you can see you know as any time that they talk, um, you can see that uh, chilling breath come out of them, and they're trying to do whatever they can to stay warm, uh, but put themselves in a situation where they can survive. And you see these kids, you you understand right like very quickly that these are smart kids that really understand a lot about technology and how to utilize um, uh, resources around them. And they think really fast. Uh, but I, I think the biggest thing that I saw through this all is the children, even though they're so smart, they're experiencing their mortality for the first time. And if you're, um, you know, May, most people some people might not be able to remember the first time that they realized like oh snap like <laughs> I, I know i'm a kid but i'm not 
invincible. Like I, I could actually really, really get hurt here and I could die. And if I die, that means people will be sad, you know, for me and, and for others. And so you get to see that in this episode where these kids start to realize that, you know, kind of go into panic mode, like, whoa, like this just isn't a game. And, you know, there aren't adults around to kind of, um, uh, you know, protect us from this situation. Like we actually have to do something about it quick, fast, and in a hurry. And, you know, I think any uh, child, especially when they get burned for the first time, you know, if you touch the hot stove or something like that, you start to realize like, whoa, like there are like some extreme, some things that I can just not do. But, you know, some some of us, you know, as, as we get older, it takes a little bit more serious situation to happen. Like one of my uh, good homies you know, he broke his, uh, or I should say tear, tore a tendon. I don't know. I don't know what the technical term would be, but he tore something and he's in a boot right now. And I just couldn't, when I saw this, you know, we had a conversation literally weeks ago where we were talking about how we never really broke any bones or anything like that. And I've done some crazy stuff. I'm talking about uh, backflips off of, uh, one story, two story houses or apartments, um, you know, of course, trampoline doing flips and stuff like that. Knowing I could probably flip and fall off and break my neck. I mean, there's just all types of situations that I put myself in that it could have been all bad. Uh, I remember one time I was uh, riding one of my friend's bikes and we were just, you know, we were just you know, adventuring all over the apartment complex that we were staying at and neighboring complexes too. And, but we were doing tricks with our bikes, like off of, uh, you know, taller, um, like walkways and stuff like that. I end up taking the bike, you know, which is like a smaller kind of BMX ish bike. And I try to do kind of a, like a jump kick and I guess like as I'm pulling up the uh, handlebars end up like turning real fast, like to into uh, like towards my stomach and I landed on the handlebars and I could feel like the handlebars kind of like piercing my stomach. And, I, and to think about it, I, I don't know if I got a mark from that, but I definitely probably should have been. I probably should have went to the emergency room because maybe some like internal organ stuff. I, <laughs> I don't know, but you know, it's kind of like, okay, well you uh, put some ice on it and you sleep it off. That was kind of my way of getting around things, especially when I was younger, but you know, it was moments like that where that could have ended like really, really bad, you know, for me. And that was definitely one of the moments where I was like, okay, like, I can doing like doing all this stuff. I can really get hurt. And I want to say like, since from that moment, like I didn't really do anything that I felt was like super extreme. So yeah, I guess you could say I was uh, a scary cat. <laughs> I was scared, you know, but Hey, it is what it is. I do whatever you got to do to protect the bank. Right. Um, they said something on this episode about moon child syndrome and uh, it was this idea that 
you had children that were born on the moon and because of the moon's um like gravity pool and you know all these other different technical terms it could affect a ch- a child's like kind of cognitive functions um in a certain way so in order to fix this syndrome the children that were born there they had these like chips kind of implanted in them uh to m- you know improve their ability of of survival and and things like that and so it's it's like when i see when i hear certain things like this and i see certain things like this in anime it's just unique. It's just, it's just a whole totally different experience. So I think, you know, just kind of talking about this episode, some people would say, Hey, what's up, Finn? We got Finn in the house. Hey, Bo Mad. <laughs> uh, when you see uh, an episode like this and, you know, as I discuss it, it's kind of like, dang, dude, like you, like, how am I supposed to enjoy this when it sounds like really dark and frightening, but that's what makes this, uh, anime so good is that it has these um triggering moments that you know kind of make you feel like okay you know are these kids going to survive this uh, blistering coldness and you know find a way to uh you know get warmed up and you know make contact back with uh, their support team but you know so i'm i'm really all in on this this anime and you know because it's an exclusive uh show on netflix i could easily binge this you know total of six episodes you know in a couple hours like maybe two hours easily but you know i'm being faithful i'm being faithful i, I say i'm gonna do this every saturday for this this anime so i'm i'm, I'm sticking to it so i know y'all should clap for me i've been i've been good <laughs> so animation was great uh, really enjoy the you know the things that you see in there. I mean, this is it's world breaking to me because you have these scenes where the art isn't the art isn't like out of this world like super super like refined like you would see in maybe the later Bleach episodes or um, what would be another good uh, anime that I could use. Or, you know, even Attack on Titan, which has a very unique art style, but it feels like very fresh and new and it has its own kind of feeling to it. Uh, this The artwork on here has its own kind of feeling to it as well. And it feels it feels kind of like kitty. Uh, I don't know. Like, man, what's a it feels like cartoons that you would see on Cartoon Network almost, but it has that, that, that anime like finish on it. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of the best way I could describe it, but it's great. And I really enjoy it. It feels really unique. And even though it looks and feels kind of playful, the scenery around it and the, the, the story progression, which I think is great as well, kind of shows you, um, the darkness that kind of comes with what they're going through too. So you get all these different emotional tones uh, from this this anime so far, and I'm I'm loving it. Uh, dialogue was great. Uh, you know, I think my favorite characters on on here is probably NASA because you know she's the the only adult in this situation that is kind of like this caretaker for the kids. But 
you know, she, uh, you know, is in a bad situation just like them. And uh, she ends up getting hurt like her. She ended up like breaking a rib or cracking a rib. And so she's barely able to like help out the kids. So she's passing out and, you know, trying to give them directives of what they could do uh, if they haven't figured it out themselves. And then eventually, like she comes to and able to, to, to help each other, you know, uh, get more stability. But, but she's just a breath of fresh air. She's funny. Uh, and I, I really like this, uh, that they added this adult, you know, comedic kind of vibe to it. You know, she definitely cuts through some of the, the seriousness that happens in the show. And then there's other things that happen, too, that make it great as well. Okay.